For AL.com, I'm Ben Flanagan. This is Outbreak Alabama, stories from a pandemic. And talk about hypocritical. That, that's frightening to me, but that's where we are in this era of divisiveness, in this era of freedoms. But it's only my freedoms. You can't have the freedom to do what you want to do, but I want the freedom to do what I want to do. Today we hear from AL.com columnist Roy S. Johnson. Roy is a veteran journalist and a Pulitzer Prize finalist who recently wrote about Governor Kay Ivey's handling of the COVID crisis in Alabama. Ivey recently had some strong words in response to President Joe Biden's COVID mandates, which specifically said some elected officials and states were, quote, undermining COVID relief efforts in America. The White House announced a range of new COVID prevention measures, including a mandate for private businesses with more than 100 employees to require vaccinations or weekly testing. The governor said in response, quote, You bet I'm standing in the way. And if he thinks he's going to move me out of the way, he's got another thing coming. I'm standing as strong as a bull for Alabama against this outrageous Washington overreach. Bring it on, end quote. While half of Alabamians have had at least one COVID vaccine dose, the state's vaccination rate is slowing again and remains one of the worst in the country. And while Alabama's COVID-19 hospitalizations have slowed recently, just two weeks ago, the state broke its record for cases in one week, posting more than 33,000 new cases. And on September 3rd, Alabama set its all-time high for daily new cases, with a seven-day average of 4,719. My colleague Roy S. Johnson's latest column is called, quote, I once thought Governor Ivey wanted Alabamians to vaccinate. Now I know better, end quote. I spoke to Roy Johnson about Kay Ivey's leadership during COVID, why the vaccine is such a partisan issue, and why Alabamians need to be saved from themselves. Roy, when Governor Kay Ivey said, quote, you bet I'm standing in the way, end quote, I'm standing as strong as a bull for Alabama about what she deemed Washington overreach. What did you think when you heard those comments? So many thoughts. First and foremost, uh, just the attitude and the bravado of uh, someone who has been so meek and uh, seemingly defenseless when it comes to attacking COVID, when it comes to protecting healthcare workers in this state, when it comes to persuading people to get the vaccine, yet doing nothing, taking no action to to try to, to make that happen on any kind of scale and just sitting around and uh, lamenting the fact that we were last or next to last in the country uh, in, the, in the terms of the percentage of people who were vaccinated and then just watching uh, as the ramifications and the repercussions of that manifested itself in a new rise in hospitalizations, a new rise in deaths, all of which, or most of which, vast majority of which could have been prevented if people had been uh, uh, vaccinated. And, and so now we have a situation where the, the healthcare systems here and nationwide are being overwhelmed and something's being done. You know, the president put out an order that uh, will require federal employees to be uh, vaccinated and said that he'll ask the Justice Department to do the same for employers with over 100 employees to mandate either vaccinations or weekly testing. What I first thought was, you know, where was all this bravado when uh, you're trying to save Alabamians? Where was all of this uh, bravado uh, as opposed to just hand-wringing 
when uh, you were watching Alabamians die. And the repercussions of this are going to go on long, long after this year. Uh, it's sad to watch uh, young young mothers die from COVID without being able to hold their children. It's it's just unfair and it's sad to watch people who are screaming for freedom and have made the made the wrong choice. Freedom of choice uh, has consequences, and we're watching some deadly ones right now. In your latest column speaks to your own clarity about Kay Ivey and, and how she's handling this situation. And you, you bookended in an interesting way. You open it by saying that you're confused about Kay Ivey right now. Why confused? Because a month ago, Kay Ivey went public and literally begged us all to get vaccinated. And not only that, and I mentioned this in the column, she took a switch to the unvaccinated. She started to blame them for the, uh, the the rise in hospitalizations and the rise in deaths and basically uh, said that they were making a, a self-inflicted choice that was going to to hurt them. So I thought she was really she really cared. I understand politics, Ben. I certainly understand the stubborn nature of the Republican Party and just refusing to uh, support mandates, to refusing to support mass wearing. I, I get it. I mean, we live in the most divisive time in my lifetime, and I'm 65 years old, so we're talking a long time, and I've never seen anything like this where people are willing to go against their own public good to put their children in harm's way all for their freedoms or so-called freedoms when we live in a country where things are mandated all the time, like seat belts and having to get a driver's license, and uh, as, as Kyle Whitmire pointed out, having to sign up for selective service. So uh, these are unusual times. So I thought she really cared. But lo and behold, uh, we find out this week that she cares more about partisanship than people, that she cares more about politics than uh, the people of this state, that them, her and other Republican governors have clearly gotten together. They've gotten their cheat sheet together with their talking points, and they are going to combat this even as their own citizens are being hospitalized, even as their own citizens are dying. So uh, it is it is sad. The actions are hypocritical, but certainly understandable and not surprising, unfortunately, in this divisive era. I want to ask you more about that, Roy. You said the word hypocritical and Governor Ivey got vaccinated. She encouraged people to get vaccinated. She previously extended mask mandates in the state. But to maybe borrow some of your confusion, she signed a bill essentially preventing businesses and other places from requiring proof of vaccination. And so I want to ask you about her sort of saying one thing and doing something else in her COVID response. I mean, she even said not long ago, like you mentioned before, that the unvaccinated in the state are letting us down. So here comes the White House with measures to change that. People perhaps too often toss around the term hypocrisy, Roy, in politics, because, I mean, you could obviously go down a rabbit hole there. But do you consider the governor hypocritical about COVID? I, I view this in much the same way. I, you know, I'm a parent. And, and when your children do something bad, you try to tell them they're not bad children. They just did something that was bad. So in this instance, I'm going to use the same uh, path and, and not say she is a hypocrite, but it's certainly clear that these actions uh, are hypocritical. To to take the vaccine yourself and to implore people to take it, to beg them to take it, to say that they are choosing a horrible lifestyle of self-inflicted pain, and then yet to uh, just react so vehemently when the president of the United States 
says, okay, if you won't help you, we're gonna, if you won't help yourselves, we're gonna step in to help you. We're going to mandate uh, vaccine for federal employees. We're going to require businesses with over 100 employees to either mandate vaccines or testing. And you rail against that, just say nothing. If you don't like it, say nothing. But to come against it as strongly as she did is certainly hypocritical relative to the comments she made in August, begging everyone, imploring everyone, and just said, we've got to get people to take this shot. Well, you can't say that in August and then talk about federal overreach when someone else comes in and says, you've got to take the shot. Moreover, at the same, you talk about federal overreach, this state is getting over $2 billion in funding to support COVID relief. I don't see her not accepting any of that money. I don't see her sending some of that back. So it is definitely hypocritical to call it federal overreach when the president steps in to try to essentially save your your residents when you won't, and yet accept $2 billion in federal money, which I guess is not overreach if they're giving you money, but it's overreach if they're trying to save your citizens. So those, those to me are diametrically opposed. And I guess, yeah, that's the very definition of hypocritical. Roy, you mentioned in your column the Hoover teenager who decided for himself that he wanted to get vaccinated despite the wishes of his anti-vax parents, noting that his parents eventually relented and allowed him to get vaccinated. But you said it reflects a pain that we feel for that teenager and I assume others obviously going through the same thing or something similar. How would you describe the pain that you feel about that? That's that's the pain of a parent. I mean, as your as your kids grow up, what you raise your children to do is to be able to make the best decisions for themselves. And sometimes those decisions are going to be diametrically opposed to what you believe. But as a parent, I believe you have to allow your children to grow through their own decisions. The pastor of my church says we are born looking like our parents, but we die looking like our decisions. And so as a parent as painful as it may be sometimes, it is incumbent upon us to let our children grow. This is young man, Andrew in Hoover, who, who is in, a, he's in high school. So he's, he's a young man. He is at that point in his life when he can begin to make decisions for himself. He did his own research. He did his own discernment, and he decided that it was best for him to get vaccinated. And he was so afraid of what his parents might say that he kept it from them. He filled out the form and only brought it to them at the last minute, and they blew up at him. And he certainly probably said some things during that moment that he regrets, but to, to see it written that the father grabbed his shirt and yelled at him, you're not going to get the damn vaccine. That was painful for me as a parent. And I think that father probably had uh, some reflection over the next 24 hours, because in that same story, we learned that he went into the pharmacy with his son and quietly signed the consent form. So Perhaps that father was convicted to the extent that he realized that what he had done was antithetical to what parenting should be and allowed his son to make the best choice for himself. If there's one Andrew out there, man, then how many Andrews are there out there? How many Anns are there out there? How many young people are struggling with their own decision and afraid to take it to their parents? You don't want your children to ever be afraid to take their desires to you. And if you get to that point as a parent, uh, I think that's the beginning of, of failure. So I root for Andrew. I'm happy for him. He's my hero. Uh, I hope that other students have supported him and that other parents have seen, wow, 
this is my decision for me. You know, they claim to want freedom of choice, but they don't want to give their kids their choices. And talk about hypocritical. That, that's frightening to me. But that's where we are in this era of divisiveness, in this era of freedoms. But it's only my freedoms. You can't have the freedom to do what you want to do, but I want the freedom to do what I want to do. Roy, I pulled a passage from your column that I, I wanted to ask if you wouldn't mind reading here. Governor Ivey really doesn't want you to get vaccinated against COVID-19. Not if it means bucking the partisan pony, if it means putting people, people whom she was elected to represent above politics, putting nonsensical freedoms above freeing us all from the deadly grip of a virus that is winning against the unvaccinated. I know that now. When you say bucking the partisan pony, Ivy will be up for re-election soon. And we've seen and heard over and over that people averse to the vaccine don't like being told what to do. Is it that simple in your view that this isn't as much about solving the COVID problem, that it has become such a partisan issue or a matter of principle for some that it's worth being stubborn over it, despite a solution that can save the lives of people in Alabama and everywhere else. Until I hear otherwise from Governor Ivey, that is the only logical conclusion for allowing your hospitals to be overwhelmed, for allowing your healthcare workers to be overwhelmed, for allowing young parents to die, for allowing people unnecessarily to die when there is a vaccine out there that could prevent this. The only logical reason, and it's not even logical, is that you are pandering to that group that says, my my freedom, my freedom of choice, and that that, that is the single issue that is going to get you reelected. If that is the stand upon which you are planting your flag. That is a sad statement to me when we have uh, so many problems in this state. We have an education system statewide that is not educating our children. We have uh, a healthcare system that is not only overwhelmed, but we really uh, are one of them, I think only 12 states without Medicare expansion. We are losing federal dollars when we should be expanding Medicaid to to just allow working families to to get the kind of health care they need. We There's so many areas where we need help. And for you to plant your flag on denial of a vaccine that could save lives is sad to me. But that's until I hear otherwise from the governor, that is the only explanation that I can see. Finally, Roy, at the end of your column, you seem to have the clarity that you needed. You said that if Ivy were only as eager to save Alabamians from themselves in relieving the frontline medical workers as she was in her campaign rhetoric, if leaders like Kay Ivey won't do their part to save Alabamians from themselves, as you put it, who will? Ben, I think it's up to the corporate leaders in this state to step in and fill that void. It is up to them to say, while these mandates may be a struggle, uh, we think it is the right thing to do. I saw a thread on Twitter yesterday in which a reporter spoke with the CEO of a company that had issued the mandates and talked about their process, how they shared it with employees, how they gave employees options, how they talked them through the concern and, and showed the percentage of employees who ultimately got vaccinated. And it came down to maybe two or three percent who were just so 
holding on to their freedom that they left their job and that is their choice as well. If it is more important to uh, that percentage to maintain their freedom than to uh, have a job that supports their family, that is certainly their choice. So I think it's up to the corporate leaders in this state to uh, accept the the mandates, to execute them, to be a partner in trying to alleviate some of the pressure on our healthcare system and save us from ourselves, save the, us from the, the not only the human cost, but the financial costs of this are going to be extreme. Think of the lives lost, the young lives lost that won't have earning power. Think of the whether insurance is going to go up over the next few years because of the cost of treating all of these patients, which is unnecessary because we have a vaccine. So I'm looking to the corporate leaders of this state to to step up and fill the void that the the governor is certainly unwilling to fill and be the leader that the governor is not willing to be. Bro Johnson, thank you so much. Thank you, Ben. As always, I enjoy it. If you or anyone you know is affected by COVID and want to share your story, please email bflanagan at al.com. That's B-F-L-A-N-A-G-A-N at al.com. For all of our coverage on the outbreak and how it continues to impact Alabama, visit al.com slash coronavirus. And if you have a question about COVID that needs answering, email vaccines at al.com. If you like the show, please rate it and write a review. Thank you for listening.